0: Hello everyone, thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we have a returning guest, Carlos Redlick. Carlos is a highly sought after, direct response copywriter, marketing consultant. He's worked with all levels of entrepreneurs. In fact, you may want to check out milliondollarmasterminding.com, where he's working with some of the biggest names to make growing a successful business simple. I've asked him to come back here and join us today to share what's been so helpful for hundreds of others. So Carlos, how you doing, my man? Thank you for joining us, what's going on?
1: Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on the call,
0: dude. It's an honor. Yeah, it's so funny. I've known Carlos for years, but we just had to do two takes because I messed up his name somehow. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it's all good. Man, it's great to have you back. Last time we were here, we were talking about copywriting, helping with sales. Today, I really want to dive in and find out kind of what's going on with all the other entrepreneurs that you've been working with and helping. I mean... So we live in a world where fundamentals are fundamental, but also it's a changing world where every day new things are coming out. Million, uh, online ent- millionaire entrepreneurs are being born every day. So kind of, can you give us a little bit of background about what's changed with you specifically since we spoke to you last time?
1: You know, uh, well, I, I forget exactly when we spoke, but one of the things that I've been really focusing, oh, well, is a couple things really. Uh, the first thing is I'm working with current copywriters Uh, who are already freelancing maybe for six months or a year, a couple years, and I'm really showing them how to take their business to a six-figure per year income, right? So Hmm. that's one of the big things I'm focusing on. I realize there's so many people who want to become copywriters, and there's so many courses out there showing you how to write copy, but very few of them showing you how to actually close deals and make money. So uh, that's something I'm really passionate about. I'm working on that. And then uh, the other big thing is I partnered up with a, a few cool friends of mine. Some of them were clients and turned into friends, and now we turned into business partners. And we're doing uh, a bunch of mansion masterminds where we're you know, kind spilling of spilling the beans, spilling our guts on things like copywriting and traffic generation and really cool things that we've been testing that are working. So that, that's kind of the, the skinny on what I've been up to. Those are the two big things I've been focusing on. I'm really pumped up about it.
0: That's awesome. And that's really awesome. So, And what are some of the biggest obstacles people face in that? Because like, all right, somebody wants to be a copywriter or they've got some other type of business. What tend to be the typical choke points that you've kind of seen people struggle with? You know, one of
1: the biggest things that I've that I've seen is a lot of is it copywriters specifically, but I'm sure we could branch this out into freelancing, but a lot of copywriters specifically, they're good at the skill of writing, but they they may not be the best at closing deals on the phone or or whatever that might be. And really it comes down to closing the deal on the phone from what I've seen, right? Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, we can write all this cool copy, but if we get somebody on the phone who we want to close as a client, you know, if you're not doing it right, you're going to lose that deal and it doesn't matter how great of a copywriter you are, if you can't close a deal, you're not gonna get paid, right? You're not gonna get a result for your client, right? I mean, the the best, the way I kind of have looked at it is a lot of copywriters, and and again, freelancers in general, but a lot of copywriters have almost relied only on their skill, meaning I'm gonna write copy for Daryl and I'm gonna make him a ton of money and if I make him a ton of money, then he's gonna obviously wanna keep hiring me. But that's not always the case. In Mm -hmm. fact, what ends up happening is you can do a great job for a client and maybe they test it but if you're not in contact with them if you're not following up if you haven't put them on some kind of maybe retainer deal or something well they're just going to forget about you use your copy and chances are the next person who hits them up to write copy they'll give them a, a shot at it too so so one of the big things that I've seen a lot of people, freelancers specifically, copywriters specifically, kind of drop the ball on, is actually the, the selling process and the closing of the deals and, and upselling and stuff like that.
0: Right, right, right. So, and I think this is a common thread. I mean, typically people don't want to sell. People will do everything they can to avoid selling. And I think that it's also worth mentioning that it's, you know, the money is made typically not in the delivery of the product or service, it's the money's made in getting the person to agree to pay for something you know
1: a hundred percent you know and and it's funny because a lot of times we again, and a a lot of this when I say a lot of times because this is what I used to do right so I would write copy for someone they charge them X amount of let's say five thousand or ten thousand dollars and I'd make a quick five thousand or ten thousand dollars and that'd be it but then when I started saying well, and literally, it was almost—it was literally almost as simple as just kind of pre-framing it by adding a sentence, right? So before somebody would pay me for that single project, whatever it might be, even if it was like a sixty-dollar project, I would always—and I still do now—I pre-frame that conversation. I say something along the lines of, "Okay, I really appreciate your business. I'm excited to get uh, going on this. Uh, let me ask you something. Assuming I crush it with this email sequence, landing page, whatever it is." Would you be open to working with me on a monthly basis for five or $10,000 per month as a retainer deal? And they're going to say yes or no. The reason I like that is because you bring it up without any pressure because they've already agreed to the original amount you're going to work with. And you, you basically just say, hey, assuming this is a very big deal, you say, assuming I do well with this project, would you be open to you know a retainer deal? And I like to list out my two options, 5000 or $10,000 a month, whatever your retainer deal is, you list it out. But the reason I like that is because now when you hand in your work, you can say, hey, here's the work I promised you a few weeks ago. I wanted to go ahead and schedule a call. And again, assuming you like this, assuming it works, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to just schedule a tentative call to discuss a retainer deal if you're still open to that and then they're going to generally what ends up happening is say okay cool let's schedule this for you know this this call within the next two weeks or so or for the next two weeks and that'll give me enough time to kind of get testing on whatever it is that you just wrote for them so it's a really simple way to start getting long-term money because now you you set yourself up for a six figure per year deal if you if you've asked for 10 grand for example and you and it's very simple and it's it's a it's like a non-salesy way of just kind of being like hey assuming i do well would you be open to this stuff you know what i mean hello i'm not sure if i lost you there i can't hear you
0: you know what i have my headphone on uh, mute <laughs> sorry about that <laughs>
1: I I keep
0: talking, but man, I I just dropped some wisdom right there. If you didn't catch that, everybody here's missed out. I'm sorry. That was just the bomb. (laughs) No, all good. But I mean, it's kind of, it makes sense. I mean, all right. So it's fundamentals first, just get on the board, just get involved, get your foot in the door, right? Do a project with them and then kind of, It's almost like dating. Like, all right, let's go on a coffee date. And what is it that you're looking for? Something long-term? Like, if that's what you're looking for, great, right? I think that's, like you said, it's simple. There's only three ways to grow a business. Get more customers, get them to, to come back and buy more frequently, and get them to spend more money. Right? So the first step is get, your, get more customers. Just get a customer. It doesn't matter what dollar point, just get a customer. As long as it's related to that, you know, don't, don't sell someone a pair of jeans and then say, do you want copywriting services? It's got to be related. So get, you know, get a customer and then after that, try to get them to come back more often. And then even if they're only on the 5k a month, then try to get them to spend more, get them upgraded to the 10k. So well, this...
1: and there's actually a way you can do it. I, I've actually I've done this, and I've had a I have kind of a little system on how I do it, and I'll share it with you if it's cool. It's um, so it's just like what you're saying. The first step is get your get your gig, whatever that might be. Maybe it's a thousand dollars for some emails, or ten thousand dollars for whatever your one time gig is. Get that first foot in the door. Then your next upsell, if we look at it that way, is you set up your monthly retainer. So let's say you're charging ten thousand dollars a month, right? So that's your monthly retainer. Now, let's say you've closed somebody on that $10,000 per month retainer. Your job isn't done there. What I like to do is wait three months. So they paid you about 30 grand and then you make a special offer. You say something along the lines and this is assuming you're doing well with them. But you say something along the lines of, you know, hey, Daryl, it's really been awesome working with you and I really appreciate all the stuff we've been doing together. And I wanted to know, are you happy with the services? Are you happy with the copy? I've been producing. They're going to say, hopefully, yeah, I'm really happy okay perfect well right now as you know you're uh investing ten thousand dollars a month which is about 120 grand a year and i kind of want to make you a really special offer is it okay if i share that with you then they're gonna say yes of course it's okay you share it with me perfect well what i'd love to do is do a ninety thousand dollar upfront deal that's one year of copy and i slow down and i really enunciate this part because if you say it too quickly, people think you're scared, but if you slow it down, you actually say the numbers, right? And you just say it's $90,000 for the year. And essentially it's doing the $10,000 per month package, but you're doing it upfront and you're saving ten, twenty, you know, like 20 or $30,000 or whatever for the year. Mm-hmm. Is that something you'd be open to? And they're going to say again, yes or no. If they say no, then that's fine. You keep on doing your $10,000 per month retainer. Mm-hmm. But what if they say, yes, you've just stacked $90,000 in,
0: in one month. In- that's right 90
1: grand can buy you some copywriter help
0: yeah (laughs) yeah for for 90 grand you can get some help writing some some emails that's that's really well said that's really well said so a lot of people don't do
1: that man your clients can if you're if you have a client that's making a hundred grand a month four hundred grand a month because they're internet marketers and that's why they hire copywriters because they have that kind of flow usually well if they're making four hundred grand a month or even a hundred grand a month Paying you $90,000 for an entire year of work is nothing. The only reason they wouldn't do it is because they don't trust you. They don't believe in your copy or they think you're going to run away. Right. If you've worked with them for three months, they know who you are. They know if you can produce or not. and yep. You've kind of already built it up to where it's a no-brainer decision assuming you've been doing your work right.
0: Right, right. Hands down. I mean, that's just a fantastic way to do it because it gives you as the business owner, the other reason is the security. Because you, some people might hear that and go, well, but I I lose out on 30 grand. But you have this guarantee that they've already paid for the year in full. So whether, cause what might happen is like you said, they might be doing 400 grand, but if something happens and things turn it upside down, right, suddenly they might need to try to save some money somewhere and they might look at, you know, cutting you out of the deal just because of their own life situation or some, a relative gets sick, you know, and they have to pay more medical, bill. like you don't know what's happened, but if you have that money, odds are they're just gonna make the most out of it. And they're gonna look to, you know, they're not gonna ask for a refund as long as you're doing your job.
1: Right. Assu- assuming you're doing your job, and one of again, I it, it, for clients who pay me 10 grand a month, uh, even if they didn't pay the 90 grand up front, what I do is I just go visit them. So during that two or three month period where they're paying me 10 grand a month, uh, I've almost always made a point to just go visit Because it's going to cost, I mean, I live in the States and most of my, my clients live in the States, so mm-hmm. that's a little unfortunate, right? But for me, it, it's like, what, like 300 bucks to go visit them and, and solidify a relationship? It'd be mm-hmm. silly not to. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Especially mm-hmm. if it's that cheap to go do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you've really, they've really built a relationship. The only reason they wouldn't give you 90 grand is because they don't have it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now some people are probably thinking like, all right, this sounds great. But how do you have, how do you scale 10K a month clients? Like for 10K a month, they're going to want some deliverables. How do yep. you scale that?
1: Yeah. So one of the ways that I do it is I call it Unlimited Carlos for 10 grand a month. But Unlimited Carlos is essentially we get together once. Well, the first thing is we get together at the beginning of the month and we set the the goal for the month. Here's what we want to do for this month. We want to do X amount of funnels. this is, you know, here's the dealio and then each week. I make it a point to get with the person who's in charge of that, of that project or whatever, and I say, okay, here's what we're going to do week one, week two, week three, week four. So that's my month planned out. So it's not so much a surprise like, whoops, I need a funnel to be built out in the next day or two. It's all planned out. And so that way it's it really kind of makes your job easier. There's no real surprises. Sure, maybe every once in a while you'll have to bust out an email or two on the spot, but that's not a big deal. And uh, and the way you scale it, honestly, it's it, since it's already done – you, there's a couple ways. One, you just uh, partner up with the person and remove the $10,000 per month deal and just get it. If, if you're producing, that way you're just kind of getting a percentage of the deal. The other way is what I've kind of started doing is I tell my clients, and I'm like, listen, for 10 grand a month, I'm gonna do all this stuff. And if God forbid, I can't uh, complete all this on my own, I'm gonna bring on a couple other junior copywriters to help me with the work and I'll proof it and make sure it all gets done. And the truth is you can find a copywriter Anywhere in the world, I mean, most copywriters have great skill levels, but they suck at closing and they can't find deals. So, if you say, Hey, I know you charge 10 grand for a sales letter, but you haven't closed anybody in like three months, I'll offer you three thousand dollars for the sales letter. How about that?
0: Mm-hmm. And a
1: lot of times they'll say, Yes, you know, and it's and that's just an example for, for, for a sales letter, but whatever the price might be,
0: you know, right, 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 yeah, and I again. Mean- the big
1: I, I don't want to stress it too much, but I do want to stress that when you get $90,000 up front, or even if it's like a $36,000, if, if you did a $5,000 thing and then made them a deal saying, okay, for $3,000 times 12 months, if you pay me up front, I'll, I'll charge you thirty-six grand or whatever it is, right? Whatever – once you have that big chunk of money come in, you can buy – I mean I look at it like I'm buying a copy. You can buy a copywriter on your retainer for $1,500 a month. Yeah, and they can do a lot of stuff for you. You know.
0: Yep, 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 yep. 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 So now you're getting into building Same the team. Our deals. That's right. And now, yeah, exactly. Now you're closing these 90k deals, and you're just lining those up. I mean, a lot of this, is, lot of this I don't isn't rocket science because it's it's, and I don't want to say that in a derogatory way, but we see it all the time. You drive by a subdivision that's the same principle applied, right? Somebody gets a contract to build a house for like 80 grand, $90,000. They hire subcontractors, right? Subcontractors build the house, they keep what's left over in the middle. Pretty straightforward, right? You pass a hair salon, unless it's the owner working the chair, Right? The owner, right? The owner has a spot. Yep. They set up a marketing system to get clients on a regular basis. You know, they're generating a couple thousand a day. They get people to come in and greeted work the chairs for just, you know, for, for whatever, like a hundred bucks. You know, yep. and they keep the difference. I mean this is this is basic business one oh one. So in copywriting, like you said, it what sounds like, ironically, is what the copywriters are missing is the marketing and sales system in their business.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. They, a lot of times, copywriters will understand the principles of copy and understand that that's salesmanship in print, but when it comes down to actually doing the salesmanship on the phone or whatever, they uh, they stumble and fall for some reason. Um,
0: and that's really and, important because no one's going to buy 10 grand a month copywriting services from a sales letter.
1: Right, well, you're right, exactly. You can generate that lead through a sales letter. Like I've, gen- I've written a long form uh, sales letter that I was telling people is uh, I had a seventy-five. It wasn't ten thousand dollars a month, but it was a seventy-five hundred dollar offer, and I sold it directly through a. A sales letter, but I didn't, they didn't pay there. They knew the price, they knew everything it was, a, it was like 15 pages long, so it's a semi-long form sales letter. Yeah. And then by the time they got on the phone with me, because it was essentially a, a sales letter to book an appointment, by the time they got on the phone with me, they were ready to go. I mean, they, were, they knew the price, they knew the deadline, they essentially just wanted to make sure I wasn't a con artist, because they were giving me like almost 10 grand. It right, right,
0: right, right. And that's just, yeah, that's that's not, I, I do that too, so that, I totally get what you mean, but exactly, they gotta get on the phone and close. So then what's what's the big hiccup? So they're they're. Afraid to get on the phone and close, and what they can't keep, they can't keep a flow of interested potential clients coming through. Like, is that I'm just trying to think? Like, what would be if, if, if doing the copy, if they're good at doing the copy, if they're not worried about delivering, is it that like they're just not getting out there?
1: Well, so it's a a number of things. Sometimes it's a little lead generation problem and that's not even an issue. There's so many people like, let's say you don't have money for paid ads, like to do an offer like what you did or what I did or any of that stuff. You can do what I used to do a lot and was just cold emailing qualified people. Now who's qualified? In my opinion, as a copywriter, I was looking for people who already understood the value of copywriting and who already made millions of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. So who is that? Well. Russell Brunson has done a lot of work for us and he's created a club of millionaires, right? So there's this thing called the Two Comma Club. And if you go on Google and type in Two Comma Club Click Funnels, there's a list of hundreds of potential clients. All you've gotta do is figure out how do you get in front of them? Now, I'll leave the copywriters uh, to figure out how you can do that. You can find their email, you can add them on Facebook, you can do tons of things. Uh, But the secret is getting in front of them without appearing like a total spammer. Because if you go and direct message let's say whoever it is in the two comma club award thing and you just find their facebook and and you direct message them and say hey i saw you're in the two comma club Want to want to want, want to pay me five or ten grand to write your copy that's not gonna work you're gonna just kind of s- seem like a scammer but if you just go ahead and the first part of it is build the actual relationship you know part of having a a great group of friends is making sure they can actually afford your services i mean those are my friends my friends are my clients i mean why would i you know <laughs> So
0: mm-hmm. so
1: uh, I build my friends list, right? So my friends list is, you know, chock full of millionaires who are all in this two comma club award thing, and so those are my best potential clients, and I make them my friend. So if I, I were to add somebody on Facebook who is part of that list, for example, I wouldn't pitch them. I would just say, hey, and I would be honest. I'm not a fan of lying. I'm really good. I, I'm like really a big. Person on like just telling the truth, it usually works out well. And you just tell these people, hey, I saw you on the Two Comma Club website, and uh, just wanted to connect with other badass internet marketers or business owners or whatever. I hope that's okay. And that's it. Like some people, I've actually never really had anyone say no. That's not okay because you know you just ask, is that okay? And most people will say yes. That's totally fine. And what ends up happening is a couple things. A, the first thing is they the conversation just dies, and that's it. You just add them as a friend, and hopefully later down the line you can convert them into a sale. Or B, what also ends up happening, if you do this enough times, is a conversation naturally comes up and you naturally get hired. And here's how it usually goes. Once you say something like, hey, I hope that's okay if I added you, not here to pitch you or anything. They're going to say something along the lines of, awesome, I appreciate the connection, man, that's totally cool. What kind of stuff do you do? Are you an internet marketer too? And then what do you say? Well... I'm a copywriter, I've been uh, working with a few other people and so uh, I'm just doing some of that stuff or whatever, right? Well, now you've got, now once you've said that, they can say a couple things. Okay, cool, or wow, do you have any samples I could check out? I'm always looking for a copywriter because they are the perfect client. They're making seven figures or eight figures and they're in internet marketing, which means they already understand the value of the company. You don't have to explain it to them like you would for a local dentist or something. Mm,
0: mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I love that. So, all right, so we're also hitting another fundamental principle here of going where the customers are. So getting out there, keeping a steady flow of leads. Do you have a goal? Like, are you trying to keep a steady flow of uh, appointments for yourself every month to try to close? Is it just kind of whatever you can manage? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, is, is there a system behind this or
1: yeah so i have number goals in in the sense of like per year copywriting i want to make at least five hundred thousand dollars in just copywriting and so the only way i found to do that is kind of the process i've done which which i was explaining which is a lot of yep. upselling right because right? that means i only need five to ten clients to make 500 grand a year if you're closing them on 30 to 90 grand deals after they paid you ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, right so it stacks up relatively quickly so I don't necessarily look at it like I need to get on the phone with 10 people. And do, it's not a full sales job like that. It's how can I maximize this you know, base of maybe 150 people I've worked with over the last four years. How can I go back to them? And, and get five hundred grand out of that this year, and right. maybe I should make it a million dollars because I haven't done a million dollars to just copywriting. So, but but my number's always been. Let me just get because it. it's just easy, right? right. Now I no, I'm like I just need five people and ninety grand, and they've already paid me thirty grand to qualify. So boom, I hit my number.
0: Yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah. yep, yep. No, that makes sense, and that's and this is a, this is a really key thing. I think it's important for. So there's two things I want to point out. One, it's easier to get an existing customer to spend more money with you. percent. it's e- right. Two, it's easier to get. Fewer sales at a higher price point than more sales at a lower price point, typically. Just because.
1: So I hate my number.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. No, that makes sense, and that's and this is a, this is a really key thing. I think it's important for. So there's two things I want to point out. One, it's easier to get an existing customer to spend more money with you. Two. One hundred percent. It's right. Two. It's easier to get fewer sales at a higher price point than more sales at a lower price point. Typically, just because of the reach you need to have. I remember I worked with a client and there was pressure for us to try to hit a sales goal. of I think we needed like at least $150,000 and they were wanted to do it selling like a $10 a month membership program. And I'm just like, do you know how much traffic, like we're just gonna have to pump so much traffic to hit that goal. So instead I convinced them to help sell uh, $7,500, a, a 15,000 with a down sell to 7,500. You know, cause like Shoot. now we only need just a handful of, right? Now we just need a handful of sales as opposed to needing like 10,000 people to buy, right? At $10 a month, like great. Yeah, it would work great. But if 10,000 people are going to buy and you only get like, what's a, what's a typical conversion rate on a sales letter or uh, for total traffic, it's usually under 2%. Right? So it's like we would need millions of targeted visitors to our yeah. site. Like, it's just, it's not it's not realistic, so I love that. Now, let's talk about closing the sale, because all right, it seems like, all right, people can, can figure out, network, kind of talk to people. Let's talk about closing the sale. How do how do we do this, Carlos? And this is hilarious, because I'm having flashbacks to like 2004, our conversations with you in our martial arts schools. But, <laughs> how, sell me this pen, Carlos. How, how do we close the sale? What are we doing? How do, how do, how do we handle that? And, and yep. yeah.
1: So I've actually got a, a little process I've been using, and it, it works really well for me, and uh, so I'll share it with you. It's roughly nine steps. Sometimes it's a little shorter than that, but roughly nine steps, and usually the call is under 30 minutes. Um, and so I, I should also list out that before someone gets on the phone with me, I've almost always preframed them with uh, either what the price could be or what it is, or the range, so I'm not getting on the phone with somebody who thinks it's going to be $5 when it's really going to be like $50,000, right?
0: So Can you, before, sorry, just, can you explain that process? Like, all right, so you pre-frame them, how do we do that? They're getting on the phone, because I think there's two important pieces here that we want to make sure that the listeners, I want to make sure that you guys get, so he's not getting on the phone with just anybody, he's getting on the phone with people he's pretty sure would be qualified prospects, and then two... Like you said, they're pre-frame when they get on. Can you let's let's talk about that?
1: Yeah, so uh, so I'll actually have to talk about something else um, on top of that, just to, to talk about this. So um, one of the things that I've done, and I highly suggest everybody do it, regardless of their industry or what business they're in, is I've developed a really strong network of referral partners. So referral partners, anybody that's going to refer you a deal because they know they're going to get a cut of the of the money, right? So a lot of times, what happens is there's there's tons of copywriters out there that uh, aren't really doing well. They may have some skill, but they just they aren't closing. They aren't making any money. But what they can do is they can refer me deals, and they know for the most part I'll close a deal if it's closable, and I'll shoot them twenty percent. So I've got certain copywriters making four, six thousand dollars a month just referring me deals because i'll close somebody let's say on ten thousand dollars and i'll cut two thousand dollars and send it straight to their paypal account just for making a facebook group chat intro i make it super Mm -hmm. easy Mm -hmm. and i overpay in my opinion because that way if i can if i can turn my referral partners into an army of almost referral employees where this is all they freaking do then my job's a little bit easier and that's so that's that's the reason i bring that up is because now that's kind of how i get a lot of my leads people will see some, someone in, the, in like uh, a Facebook group such as ClickFunnels and, they'll, and somebody in that group will say, hey, I'm looking for a copywriter. And so I've got like an army, like hundreds of people literally who will, uh, if they see that, they'll say, oh, you've got to get Carlos Redlick," and you'll have like five or 10 people recommending this guy, Carlos Redlick. Mm-hmm. And then the first person, and all my referral partners know this, the first person who creates a Facebook chat introduction between me and the person looking for copy is the person who will get the uh, the 20% deal, right. Right? right? So right. what ends up happening is I'll have, let's say five people recommend me on the post, I'll have five group chat introductions with the same person, so who do you think that person's gonna think is a badass? Right, to right, me. of course. That five people not just recommend me, but five of them say, hey, I can make a group chat intro between you and this guy or whatever. And so so there's a lot of kind of edifying before they even get on the phone with me, which is kind of why I wanted to explain that. It's kind of a whole referral process that's really worked well with me.
0: Right, because referrals are the best quality I mean, that's great traffic. There's a lot of I mean, social proof is one of the most powerful motivating factors in marketing ever if you walked outside and there was a mob of a hundred people running in terror in one direction (laughs) you wouldn't go the opposite way you would start running with them and be like where are we going why is everyone terrified (laughs) right like like, yeah right like that's exactly it so when carlos says he gets like seven people in a thread being like carlos 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 Carlos," and they're private messaging the person like let me talk person's gonna go with the flow so i love it yeah keep going
1: So so by the time so exactly so uh, so let's say somebody introduces me to some other person like it happened today it happens virtually every day um, so so let's say someone introduces me to somebody else right someone introduced me to you Daryl uh, the first thing I'm going to say is hey I appreciate the inter- this is going to sound so this is going to sound like minutia but I feel like I should point it out because it's something that's done well with separating me is. Uh, you, you know act professional I know it sounds so silly but in this internet marketing space a lot of people act like children and they're very flaky so if you just say stuff like hey I appreciate the opportunity to work with it hey I appreciate the introduction the fact that you said I appreciate anything auto- automatically sets you apart from other freelancers and in my industry copywriters who generally try to you know position themselves like they're like greater than God and they usually lose the sale because of that so so anyway Ah, uh, basic stuff. So I'll just say, hey, I uh, you know I appreciate the introduction. Really nice to meet you, Daryl. Tell me what kind of copy are you looking? And this is all through like Facebook chat. Tell me what kind of copy you're looking for: email, sales letters, advertorials, something else. Also, what industry are you in? Then I let them respond back. They'll say, hey, I'm in the uh, you know diet industry and I need a sales letter and I'm thinking I need some emails, possibly some Facebook ads. OK, perfect. Well, my flat rate for a package that looks kind of like that is around $10,000 and usually takes roughly four to five weeks to complete. Assuming that's something that would work within your time frame, do you want to schedule a call to see if it's actually a good fit? Now, what have I done? I pre-qualify them with a with a price, with a possible deadline. And if they say, Well yeah, I'd like to see I mean sometimes adventure privacy say, well yeah, I've never heard of you, but you're really recommended and I kind of want to see some samples and stuff like that. So you say perfect, absolutely. I'll send you those samples, but I want to make sure it's a good fit first, and and just make sure I send you the proper samples, and then you go into scheduling a call. So, uh, so the reason why that's important is because that's a huge part of the sale before they even get on the phone. Because now when they get on the phone, they know the price, they know the deadline, and literally the only reason they want to talk is because they're going to drop 10 grand, and they need to know who they're talking to, right? Right, right. So, uh, so there's the pre-frame. Now let's move on to the actual sale so we get them on the phone and the first thing i do is i uh it, again it's it's going back to the appreciation thing so step one would kind of be the intro so i would say you know hey daryl really appreciate you hopping on the phone is is this still a good time to talk about your copy you're gonna say yes it is right and then the next step is where what i call spill your guts so i make the other person spill their guts so i say something like awesome man well I know we spoke a little bit on Facebook about the industry and some of the copy you wanted to do. But if you don't mind, just spill your guts for me a little bit and tell me a little bit more about your business. Then they spill their guts for let's say five minutes. Step three is I recap what they just said. Now, the reason that's important is because it lets them understand that I'm listening to them and I'm paying attention to them and I'm getting them to feel that I'm on the same page. So I say, all right, perfect. Well, let me just stop you there for two seconds. I want to recap what you just said uh, so I make sure I'm on the same page. Is that okay with you? Then I get their confirmation. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay with me because they've never been treated this well ever. And so you say, perfect. Well, based on what you just said, it sounds like you want to do X, Y and Z. Is that right? And they're going to say yes. So I've done my intro. I've had them spill their guts. I've recapped it. And now I make them spill their guts again. This is the second time. So I say, awesome, happy I'm on the same page. If you don't mind, tell me a little bit more about, you know, X, whatever whatever the, you know, dive a little bit more into this particular section you spoke about earlier. Tell me what the real vision is here. Dive a little bit more into that if you don't mind. Then they're gonna spill their guts again for let's say another five minutes. And then what do we do? Well, we wanna okay. make sure that we're recap. on the same page. So we recap, same process, very simple. So the whole time, they're on the phone, I'm almost like an interviewer asking them questions, they're mm-hmm. spilling their guts, and I'm confirming every single time what they say, right? So th- this person who's on the phone is like, wow, th- this guy is listening to me, or this lady is listening to me, they know exactly what I want, right? Now here's the transition. Once they, once you've essentially said uh, your second recap, right, they've spilled their guts, and you've recapped, and you're like, okay, so are, are we on the same page? Is that kind of like what you wanted to do? And they say, yep, absolutely. You say, you transition to uh, essentially your proposal, right? Your your pitch. So I say something along the lines of, okay, cool. So uh, based on what you just said, I've kind of got a really good idea of what uh, what we need to do. Do you mind if I share it with you? And I get them to confirm, yes, share it with me, please. And then it's very simple. I just tell them what they just told me and I tell them what they told me in the Facebook chat. Okay, so uh, based on what you just said, we we need to do a sales page. I'm thinking about 10 emails uh, and maybe five to seven Facebook ads. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Perfect. And just like what I was talking about on Facebook, that'll be $10,000, 50% to start, 50% afterwards. And then it generally takes less than five weeks, but I put a five week deadline on that. Is that something that would work with you? And I get their minor commitment. Yep, that would work with me or whatever it would be. Perfect. And what's the best email to go ahead and send the PayPal invoice to for the first half? And then I shut up because now if they give me their PayPal email, I've closed them, right?
0: So let's break now, that down. Hold on. So that's step seven. So the proposal is the, okay, yep. cool. So based on what you just said, I've got a good idea of what we need to do. Here's the plan. Boom. Yep. You give them the plan. Now you ask for the order.
1: Yep. I've asked for the order and then they've given me. So once they give me their email address, I quote unquote kind of closed them, right? right. They, they're ready to get the, the deal. So then I say, perfect, and then I have kind of like a little guarantee. So I, I give my version of a guarantee. So I say, perfect, and I kind of want to run by you. What happens if, God forbid, this doesn't work? Is it okay if I share that with you? Oh yeah,
0: please share it with me, <laughs> you know right, I mean? right, right.
1: Great, so if, uh, God forbid, this doesn't work, I always try to convert on the first try, but you know, life is life and sometimes it doesn't happen. But let's say I don't convert. What I do is I stick with you for up to three more revisions to make sure it does convert and we do make you money. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes total sense. Okay, perfect. So what I'll do now is I'm gonna go ahead and send that PayPal invoice for the first 50%. Do you think you'll be able to take care of that today so we can get rolling? And they're gonna say yes or no, right? Right. If they say, yep, I'll be able to take care of it. Perfect, now, just so I, and this is, I actually stole this from from Grant Cardone, it's called the lock-in close. So I say around this point, All right. Awesome. And uh, just so I'm fully – so you're fully uh, clear and everything. Is there any reason you wouldn't want to take care of this? Any last-minute objections or questions I can answer for you while we're on the phone? And then they're going to say, nope, I'm ready to go. Perfect. And then I don't stop there. I get a uh, – I I pre-frame them for testimonial and now for my long-term stuff because we talked about retainers. So I say, awesome, man. And really quick, before I let you go, uh, assuming I do really well with this, would you mind using uh, or would you mind giving me a little testimonial that I can use in my own advertising? Oh, yeah, of course. That'd be great. Awesome, dude. And also, I also, I, my big goal is I'm really trying to develop a, a long-term relationship with my clients. So again, assuming I do well with this and we obviously make you tons of money, would you be open to working with me on a monthly retainer basis afterwards for either 5000 or $10,000 per month? And then you shut up and then they're gonna say yes or no. It doesn't matter if they say no, because what you know, then you're like, okay, well, hey, no worries. I just wanted to make sure, I wanted to put that out there now. I'll send you the PayPal invoice for this first project and we'll kick some ass. Usually what ends up happening though is they say, yeah, I mean, if you do well, man, I don't see why I wouldn't want to hire you long term. I always want a copywriter. It's hard to find a good one. Perfect, man. Well, I really appreciate your business. I'm gonna go send this PayPal invoice to you now, and uh, we'll case some butt. Talk mm, soon. Boom. Mm, mm. Right. And that's literally the close. It's it's like a 20, 30 minute deal.
0: Yeah, and I think I think a ton of it is they're already warmed up because it's referral, uh, and then especially oh. the price stuff. What do you do if people, when you say like, oh, my typical package is ten grand, and they're like, hum, and then hon, and all that, you just bail on them, right? Uh, well, it, it, so I usually don't get that on the phone. Um, that would happen. I mean, Facebook. in the mess. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah. On Facebook. So you just yeah, you filter them yeah, sure. out. You're not like, oh, well, I'll I'll put together a twenty five hundred dollar package. You just refer uh, no, to somebody I, else. I, I,
1: Yes, yeah, so exactly. So what I'll do is I'll say, Okay, perfect. Well what would you ideally love to pay? I, I know tons of copywriters, I might be able to refer you someone, but I don't want to refer you someone if, you know, you can only afford hundred bucks and I send you someone who's charging five thousand. So what's the max you're willing to invest? And then I'll go find someone for you. And then I know tons of copywriters and I kind of play agent, right? Or, or middleman. Mm-hmm. I say, Okay, great, your your budget is five man, I'm gonna refer you to this person and get a twenty percent cut of the deal.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, okay that makes sense that works well yeah anybody listen to this this is a fantastic call you're probably going to want to listen to this again and again and just write down and take the notes because this is it and and i mean he already he he secured long-term deal it's taking a one-time contract one event let's do this thing if this works let's turn it into an ongoing thing after three months let's turn this into 90k in my pocket
1: yeah 100 percent if you can go visit them before you pitch the 90k
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that.
1: That's. A shake hands one. and kiss babies. That shit's real. Go do that for real, if it, You know, that's a ninety thousand dollar
0: client. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. That's a hundred percent. Hundred percent. So I think that's fantastic. So. We got that. We closed the deal. Do you have any sort of special onboarding process that you do in the beginning, like to try it? Like th- this is really thorough in that, and I think that. A lot of it is the, the groundwork, the kind of chicken scratching to find the leads, the quality leads. And, and like you said, as long as they're qualified, they've been referred to you, you've already mentioned the price, you get on the phone, this nine steps or 10 steps that we just went through are just fantastic. I mean, if you do it and practice it, anyone that's listening to this, if you haven't done it, don't practice on the real lead, practice on somebody else. Get them to just be like, just, you know, get, yes. just practice, bleed and cry in training, not on the battlefield. I can't stress that enough. Um... Sure. So true. I think that's super important. I'm f- trying to figure out, like, it, just, it almost sounds too easy, Carlos. That's what I'm saying. Well, you
1: know, what? one of the things that people can do is I know there's there might be a hiccup on, like, okay, well, I, what if I don't have a bunch of people referring me business? Well, there's, there's the sledgehammer approach, which is what I'm more known for. So I developed a <laughs> referral strategy because it's just smarter, right? It takes less work. But before I was doing that, I was cold emailing different businesses, right? So uh, mm. I found a list of 90 financial publishers. So people like the Agora companies, and they have like 30 different companies under them. And then these guys, Adam Mesh and, and angel public tons of these companies. Right. And now the the reason I bring that up is because financial publishing companies, the ones that are doing well, are usually doing really well. Like, uh, you know, like, like a hundred million dollars a year type of deal. Right. So there's a lot of money in that. And they also, already see the value in copywriting they already have people who they hire for ten or twelve or fifteen thousand dollars to write their copy and so one of the things that I did before I knew anybody in the financial world or even before I wrote any financial copy because some people are like well I don't know the financial copy world I don't have a sample to show so so my approach again is just be honest you don't have to lie to people like you can just be honest you know Mm -hmm. so what I would do is I sent people I sent all of these people uh, uh, these 90 financial publishers a message and I was the way I found their email was just through going on google and typing in uh you know the company's name and finding a customer service email or going through their customer service uh, section on their website and this still worked so i uh i would send a message that the subject line was something like your copy dot 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 right and then the, uh, the line was in, the, in the message, well, I've done this a couple times, but one of the times I did it when I first started was something like, hey, uh, my name is Carlos Redlich. I just saw that you uh, – I, I know you guys are a financial publishing company and I, uh, I've been writing copy in other industries, but I haven't broken into the financial world yet and I'd really love to. And I was just wondering, are you uh, interested in hiring other copywriters or outside copywriters or testing other copywriters? And it was like a one-sentence email and that was generating responses and, and, and them actually replying back saying, yeah, we are, what kind of stuff. And so since I wasn't lying and saying, yeah, I've done all this stuff in financial and I hadn't done anything, they never asked for financial copy. They just said, well, send us some of the stuff you've done and if it's a fit, we'll, we'll give you a small project to start on. And that's one of the ways I kind of got my foot in the door with financial copywriting was I just cold emailed everybody, told them I was new and asked for the opportunity. And they said yes.
0: I love this, I love this, I love it, I love it, I love it. So you just looked at people, said, hey, I'm hungry, I'm looking for work, give me something as a sample, and then that was yeah. it. Yeah,
1: Dude, it was it. So many copywriters are scared of this whole position. Like, everybody's scared of like ruining their positioning as a copywriter. And I've noticed this trend where people charge, like, 20 grand for a sales letter, yet they close one person every three months. So, like, really, you know, you're kind of broke. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So the way I look at it is, like, how, again, it's a sledgehammer approach. You just, you know, like, how much, how can you get, you know, a hundred grand in your bank account in 90 days? Like, what can you do? Mm-hmm. If you had to, like, going back to the Gary Halbert thing or John Carlton thing, or, you know, gun to your head marketing, dude, what would you have to do if you had to get a hundred grand in your bank account? And you're a freelancer, charging $5,000 a sales letter. Or would you just sell a year up front? That's where my thinking of, like, let me sell a year up front,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. And what I love about this too, especially the cold email, I, I like the sledgehammer method. That's something that you can build a team around yourself to support yourself with. Like the whole cold email thing, uh, Carlos gave a really simple template. You, it, I mean this system there's not going to be 12 things that people reply with there's typically typically going to be like 1 to 3 maybe 5 different types of responses to that and it would be really easy after mailing a, a few you know 10 20 40 50 100 couple of people to be able to have just canned and clone answers and hire like a VA to basically just copy paste your emails out for you to book to fill a calendar You know, like just to schedule appointments for you, almost like how I did for this podcast. Here's the link, book an appointment, you know, and they're just emailing people. And all of a sudden your calendars filling up, getting on the phone for people to close these sample project deals. Um, And that'd be a great way to create a sustainable, predictable, reliable means of ongoing new contracts uh, for the business. Because, again, that's that's such a huge choke point for new people is fresh, fresh blood into the business. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, something I, I kind of want to throw out there. It was like a paradigm shift for me. Is when I stopped looking at stuff on a monthly level and just kind of like, how much do I want to make this year and how quickly can I do that shit? Mm-hmm. Right. Because because then you can surpass that or do it even faster. So sometimes we get into this thing, and I know I did. I was like, I want to make ten grand a month or twenty grand a month or whatever it is. But the goal isn't really 10 grand a month. It was 120 grand a year. That's what I wanted. So wouldn't it be better if I just made 120 grand or, or something in, like, a couple months? Like, mm. that'd be even better. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 like, well, why why wait a whole year?
0: Or, you know, yeah, like.
1: <laughs> it, it's because we've, you know. A lot of it is we just get on our own way. I had these big issues about charging 50 grand or 90 grand for a year worth of work because I just didn't think people would pay it. But then I put into perspective, I'm like, well, my clients are a lot richer than me. Like 90 grand is a lot of money for anybody. But when you put it into perspective and the person is making, you know, 100 grand a month or or something like that, it takes – it's just – it's not that big of a deal. You Mm -hmm, know what I mean? mm -hmm. Like. Like, uh, it's just money, man. It ain't a big deal. It's just green pieces of paper or or wherever you're from, maybe different colors, but it's just a piece of paper. Just try to get that shit as quickly as possible instead of spreading it out over a year because that's what we were trained to do as employees. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't need a salary. We just need a big chunk of fucking cash in our bank account.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of security that comes with with the bank account. I, 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 I will testify to knowing that you could take an entire year or more and just disappear into the woods if you wanted uh, yeah. it's it's it changes the way you approach any sort of opportunity that comes your way you know you start being, you, it, you really do start to approach things from an abundance mindset, which I think there's such an emphasis on why people should have that to begin with because it, you just make smarter decisions. I mean, the best position they say, like the best, uh, whenever you're negotiating, you always want to have walking away beyond the table, right? Like don't ever accept a bad deal, right? A deal that you're going to feel bad taking. It's just going to be bad for everybody involved. Um, you can
1: so- say no <coughs> when you've got money in the bank account. It's hard to say no when you're on your last $1,000 or $500 and you got rent coming up and that's $2,000. And right. you're like, shit, I gotta, I mean, fuck, if it's a bad deal, it's a bad deal, I still gotta take it. So when you're able to stack up a lot of money real quickly, it'll puts you in a position to make better deals. Anytime, Most people, at least in the United States, have less than $10,000 in their bank account. Mm-hmm. And, and like that's just sad, because if you have less than $10,000 in your bank account, like any and let's say God forbid you get in a car accident, like you can barely cover your fucking expenses for medical insurance or whatever. Yeah. Like it's just, just a, a tough situation. Yeah. So when I, I think of that type it's like that's real life, you know? So How can we protect ourselves? The only way I know how to protect myself is to stack that bank account as high as I fucking can so I can put myself in a position of power rather than just being at at somebody else's mercy, saying, hey, I I need to pay my fucking rent, so I'll take damn near anything at a discount. That's a horrible position to be in. Mm -hmm. So you can avoid that if you just people on high ticket shit and, uh, and set yourself up
0: better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now let's talk about the flip side of this. You get someone in, you're delivering. How do you deal? Because it almost sounds like you're building a bit of an agency, like you say, like you're playing middleman. You know, you've got copywriters that, junior copywriters that work under you, you vet their copy and you send it out. And doing well, this, is there any oh. any tips or advice you would recommend to someone who's starting out and struggling? Like, the, all right, Carlos, you got them on the phone. They've got some people. They, they cold emailed or they got some referrals and they've gotten on the phone. And they've got some people that agreed to stuff. And now they're where they need to start working with a team. And as you know, a lot of entrepreneurs uh, can tend to be A-type personalities uh, and tend to not necessarily always be good team players, hence why they're right. entrepreneurs. So any tips on how to manage that in a way so you don't, You know, embarrass yourself in front of a client?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I wouldn't be able to answer it as if I was an agency owner because I don't really do that. What I end up doing is I'll either outsource the work uh, completely. So I've actually – so when I was closing my $10,000 per month deals and I was really actively doing the copyright, now I've more shifted into training, doing my other online stuff so I don't do the copy. but when I was doing that more actively, I didn't really want to do the managing deal because just like you said, I mean, that's not really at least my strength. Mine mm-hmm. was in the closing of the deal and maybe writing the copy. But what I figured out is I can just outsource or not outsource, do the referral thing. So, so let me put it, uh, let me give you an example. So uh, I've had people who wanted to hire me to write a sales letter and it just wasn't going to be a good time for me because I just didn't have the time to do it. And I was still writing the copy. So what I said is, well, I'll close the deal and I'll, uh, And I'll just kind of refer. So I gave the deal to one of my buddies and I said, hey, I introduced them so they know each other, except I'm the one who closed the deal, right? Because I know I can close. So I kind of did that. And then I passed that client to my buddy and that's his client now. He got the majority of the money, even though I closed. I just trust my skill in closing. So I closed the deal and uh, I almost did it like a pure referral. So at that point, they're not my client anymore. They're his client. If that makes sense, so I so I I wouldn't be able to say here's I've got a team of fifty copywriters that are working for me that you know. So I, you, you be able to keep
0: you keep your workload full, and then after that, you still close deals, but you close deals for other people, and then instead of getting the ten k, you get two k, and you give them yes. the eight k client.
1: A hundred Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a, it turns out to be a little bit easier for me because these people already want to buy from me, and they're trusting my word. That this other person is going to do well. Well, I'd just rather close the deal, even if it, I'm only getting 20% of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just easier for me. That doesn't always happen. Sometimes the other person closes the deal. No, but I mean,
0: if you can have on the phone in 30 minutes make two grand, that's still that's still 30 yeah, it's minutes ex- well spent. It, it, yeah, exactly. And you don't have to
1: fulfill. Somebody else fulfills, and it's not your name. It's somebody else's name. To a degree, right? You yeah. still refer them, so it is your.
0: Degree. Well, that goes and that goes back to what Gary Halbert once said that all money's made not from delivering products or services, but from enclosing deals, right? Getting people to agree to buy products and services. That's where the money is, and then all big money comes from remote-controlled selling. He used to. Call it, which was having some sort of vehicle, which for us in this age would be a webinar, a video sales letter, a sales letter, you know, something that's a, a something that's canned and cloned salesmanship that you put out there that turns interested people into hot ready buyers. And then if you need to hop on the phone 30 minutes, hop on th- phone 30 minutes. If they can purchase it online, they purchase it online. You know, and that's that's where all the big money, big big money is made, because now you have something that can scale, and even at yeah. like this, it sounds like this could still scale. I mean, copywriting is a great lifestyle business. One of the beautiful things about copywriting is the more you do it, the bigger the bigger your swipe file gets. So suddenly, delivering on what clients need can be easier because you've just you know you become better organized. And I'm sure there's tips and tricks to that. I don't think we have time to get into that, but there are tips and tricks and ways to keep your stuff organized so that way you can just turn on things at lightning speed and it's all custom for the client. Because, you know, a lot of it sometimes at some point becomes 80% copy and paste, 20% custom for that business. Because, right. you know, it's just, yeah, yeah, like you get it. There's a, there's a, it's really formulaic in a lot of ways. It's not a sales letter that, um, anyways, yeah, there's, there's really formulaic in a lot of ways. There's a process you have to take people through. And so it just sounds like it's brilliant. It just sounds like people just have to get out there, you know, do some chicken scratching. I love the cold email blasting option i think that's a fantastic uh it's just because there's it's always there there's a lot of like I almost wanna say shame right now around marketing and sales. People are yeah. like ashamed of it and they're afraid, but it's not like you have to remember you're helping people. So all this call we've talked about in our self-interest. We're gonna make ten grand a month, we're gonna close 90k deals. But you have to remember there's a business owner at the other end that needs this stuff done and they need to like they need to communicate with their customers like they need it done and it's a value to them and that's why they're willing to pay for it. And so, you know, like there's a lot of people that their businesses aren't doing as well as they could. Because they don't have this stuff taken care of. Right? It's like it's like anything. You can only juggle so many balls at once. If you if you're if you hitting your income goals required to have nine balls juggled in the air and you can only juggle three barely at that, you need another juggler. You know? Yeah, and well,
1: it's, a porn
0: star. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> you know, this is so out there, I got some random message the other day. Some guy might hit me up on Facebook because I'm in the Philippines right now, asked if I wanted to be in a porn. This is so inappropriate, but That's so funny. W- whatever. He hit me up and he's like, hey, I'm looking for handsome Caucasians. I'm doing custom porn for my clients. <laughs> he's looking for someone that wants to be tied up and like abused by two ladyboys. I'm just like, this is not, it's just like, man, there's there's like people who, like if this guy's like so bold to message me that- openly with that on Facebook, you can at least say, Hey, you looking for copy services? Like, right, like, like damn, man. Um, hey, man, he's
1: using the sledgehammer approach. He's, he's too. using
0: the damn, but yeah. Not only in the, not only in the follow-up. Anyways, it's just so funny. I told my buddies about it. They're like, "How much does it pay?" I'm like, "Shut up, man. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. It's not my style at all." But anyways, we had a good laugh over it but it just it works there's a lot of shame and embarrassment in the, around sales and around marketing and you just have to recognize that there is a world of opportunity out there i mean there are billions of people on this planet and so it is a bit of a numbers game and i think that what carlos has really shared today is really simple it's really flat it's really easy there's key spots like i mentioned about having a va help with the cold emails being sent you know like you just do it a few times and it's be easy to delegate now you're just having a calendar booked with people that know you want to get on the phone you've already told them what the price is, you've got the nine steps, you just need to get on and go through the nine steps and they're going to say yes or no and it's going to turn into a few thousand for you and potential more. Um, I think it's just, it's really just about trying to help people get out there and not be ashamed of that, like sales isn't a bad thing, you're literally just spending your day looking for people to help and also look at it this way, it's not really different than Job hunting. So, my my girlfriend and I, we have a friend who's looking for work right now, and we were kind of laughing because we're like, You and I, you and us are in the same business. Like, we're job hunting every day. Do you know what I mean? Like, that just never ends. It never ends when you're a business owner. You're constantly looking for the next job. But most people in their employee mindset, they get a job and then they're done. And that's it. And then they just hold on. And then one day the company closes up, and then they're, Oh, whoa, is me. You know, like, like, why? Like, you just keep going. So,
1: a hundred percent dude hundred percent i mean i'm really motivated by money i know sometimes that's not politically correct and shit but i'm motivated by seeing a bunch of money hit my account yeah, like i love too. that That, <laughs> like i'm happier with money than i am without money so, yes yes so just fucking go make money like i don't i don't like it's just I, I don't know like i i don't have this grand scheme of saving the world like that's like a, a back burner idea where like yes i want to do tons of stuff in like bolivia with my mom's family and do all this but that doesn't motivate me to wake up and fucking do shit you know yeah. like what motivates me is like i first off it's the fear of being poor again i don't want to be fucking broke and struggling yep. so there's that and then i and every time i get a little fucking cha-ching is sent to my bank account you know i it's just i mean it's like a high it's like you can't get over that high yeah. i love it it's addicting yeah, it is
0: it bad. is like it's it's, it's so amazing awesome. the first time you get someone to pay you money I remember the first time I had when I had my jujitsu jitsu school the same business you and I met and years yep. ago now my first student that paid me money I was like R- really you're gonna pay me for this you know like <laughs> it was just I didn't say it out loud but in my I was like really this works? they gave me money and it was just like an invigorating feeling that people could pay you money anyways it's just it's 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 there's nothing wrong with the love of money look I've been rich and I've been poor and I can tell you that life is still life you know it does money can't buy your happiness uh but it can buy things that make you happy and you yep. know out of this so out of the two sides of the equation, I'd rather I'd rather be rich. You know, yeah. um, it doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't make you a more important, more valuable person. Because uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it you can't take it better, with you.
1: It makes me a better person because I give money away for free now. I give like two hundred dollars a week for free just because I just choose people on my phone at random on my Venmo or Cash App, and I just mass select like ten to fifteen to twenty or whatever amount of people. Carlos. And I,
0: you can't blast. say that, man. I've been in your phone for, like, 15 years. Where's my 200 bucks? <laughs>
1: hey, man, I don't have your cash app, bro. Give me your cash app. I got you. I got you for five bucks. I usually send it out, like, a wake-up Tuesday or wake-up Wednesday or something. Uh, and I'll super. just choose a, a few people. It just It's a random thing. Like, it's its fun. So, I don't know, man. Money makes me a, a little bit of a better person, I think. Because, yeah, I wasn't able to do that shit before. Before, I could barely help myself, so I couldn't even help anyone else. I was more selfish. I was like, fuck, you know, this is all me. Now, I'm still a little selfish, but I do something with that selfishness after I get my money, you Well,
0: know? <laughs> and that's the thing is the money gives you opportunity. It's like fuel for a jet, right? That's really what it comes okay. down to. You can do more for yourself. You can do more for other people. I, I love, I remember this quote. You're you probably going to remember too. Money solves all problems a lack of money creates.
1: Right. Oh
0: yeah. Right, and oh. it's true, it's so true. Like if you're struggling, say you've got like a hobby, you've got a hobby, it's golf, it's jiu-jitsu, it's crossfit, it's whatever, it's bowling, you know? And you're like, oh, I wish I was better than my friends. Well, if you had more money, could you hire a coach and get yep. better faster? You could, okay, so the problem is you don't make enough money. People complain about how expensive things are, but the problem often isn't the price of them, it's your ability to afford them, not the price. The price is the price, right? It's like if there was a coconut tree and you're like, I left some coconuts, but the coconuts are way up there. The problem is not the coconuts are way up there. The problem is you don't know how to get up there. And that's uh, really what it comes it. to. That's really what it comes down to. And so it's where you have to get out of the victim mindset and take ownership for it. And Carlos, this was a fantastic call. Some really fabulous, simple steps. If you've got a referral network, boom, get on it. If you don't, just start doing the cold email thing. It's really straightforward, really simple. It is going to be a numbers game. But once you get them on the phone, Carlos also gave us the nine steps to go through have the conversation close them try to get it down to 30 minutes and you know and then upsell them turn them you know the goal Drayton Drayton Bird, another famous copywriter of the UK he's had the number one best-selling book uh, marketing in the in the UK for like 30 years not number one but he's had a best-selling book there sorry and he says you know one of the best lines out of all, out of all the stuff he's written is the purpose of business is to find a prospect turn that prospect into a customer and then make that customer your friend And I think that's that's really kind of just what Carlos articulated here, right? Find prospects, turn them into a customer. Customer's a one-time purchaser, and they make that person your friend. And that's the only way you're gonna get ahead. You really have to be invested in your client's success. So Carlos, this has been amazing, Um, really content-rich call. Is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have asked you on the topic?
1: uh maybe when
0: we can hop back on again and do it again yeah yeah well man i've known <laughs> you for known you for i don't even know how many years now probably getting close to 10 um yeah i mean you always yeah. come and bring tons of value so we'll definitely line this up again uh, for those that are interested in getting in touch with carlos you can also find him on facebook c-a-r-l-o-s Well, on here i don't want to spell out r-e-d-l-i-c-h did i get that right
1: That's right, Carlos Redlich. Add me on my personal profile and send me a little private message letting me know you heard this. It would be awesome.
0: Just reach out. Carlos is a great guy. Where are you based out of? There's like seven Carloses and they're like, which one is him?
1: Ah, I'm originally from Miami, Florida, and I'm living in Phoenix, Arizona now.
0: There you go. So take a look at the profile. Make sure that it's the right one. Uh, uh, even his, just by following him, his posts are always entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, and definitely go check out the mastermind meetings he's involved as well. There's just so much to be learned. You got to get out of your own space. Appreciate you as a listener, Carlos. I appreciate you as a friend. I appreciate having grown with you over all these years, back from when we were just struggling to pay rent, you know, to mm-hmm. now really just designing the lives. That we want to live, what kind of people we want to be. It's a fantastic place to be in. So thank you, man, and I look forward to our next conversation.
1: Same here, man. I appreciate you having me.
0: You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, You can visit our website bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much